Welcome to Under the Spotlight Thursday special edition featuring someone that will inspire you. She has wonderful, inspiring tips and just the way she lives her life. Well, may I toast this show? We know it's Derby Day right around the corner, and you're going to wish you had one of these hats from Diane, our special guest of today. Before the introduction, let me say thank you to Perks. This is Perks Drink. This is a next level nootropics drink. It's a natural energy, a boost that powers through your whole day, feeling great. You feel wonderful. You have energy and it's mood lifter too as well. So cheers to our day together. This has been an extraordinary experience hosting this show for you, uh, creating this with my husband. And every week we come up and introduce you to someone else who's inspiring, impactful. And we love to feature people like this because where else do you have this opportunity to hear from someone that maybe has pivoted in their lifestyle, in their career, or has advice or guidance to give that we can use in our own life? Today, though, is special because it's a feast for the eyes. All of these glamorous, fabulous hats by this wonderful woman. She's a designer of couture hats. She makes each one by hand. She creates these hats to the personality of the wear and even to the event. That's amazing. Now, Diane Isbell's skills and knowledge, not only the material of the uh, hats that she crafts and creates and paints, but her passion for creating. She's a bit of a historian as well as an expert on etiquette. How about that? We're going to learn a lot today. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm under the spotlight welcome to hat designer Diane Isbell. Good morning and wow, wow. Good morning. I thought I'd wear something shocking, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> did it. That is fabulous. For anyone that's not seeing this, you're listening to the podcast. We have, oh my gosh, this hat is glorious. Wow with these gorgeous big green flowers to the front and the back. Is that lace? Is the black lace? No, that is a black placemat. That's oh. how it started with this placemat on a small headband. And then it has um, the black, the sheer stuff on the, on the front is called horsehair. And it comes in different widths like this by the yard, all kinds of different colors. And it has a little thread here on the end. Another name for it is crinoline, but you pull this thread here and it will start to gather. And after it gathers for a while, or whenever you think it's done, you know, see how it gathers up? Yes. Well, then you take a needle and you try to put it somewhere where you want it or close it up. Well, the point is you better have a really sharp needle because if you don't, you stick in there, you get a run like in a nylon and it's not fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you figure all of this out by trial and error? Trial and error. Yes. Yes. You haven't been a You're a milliner. You haven't yes. been a milliner your whole life, but most of your life. 15 years. But How that's not that how did that begin, though? You used to work well, for the government, I believe. Yes, I worked for the federal government for 37 and a half years, had a wonderful career. And then I, during that time, I started my first business, which is teaching etiquette classes, because I was a director of protocol for a 55,000 personnel command that's worldwide. And that's where I got my etiquette and my protocol um, background. And it just seemed that that was a natural thing to start that. I still write a column for the local paper and I teach at corporations, colleges, individuals, little girls tea classes. And that's how the hat business started from the little girls historic 
tea classes. Take me back to the etiquette for a moment. What's the one piece that we're missing in society today, or maybe two or three, that you'd like to see us bring bring back or help us bring it back? Oh, definitely just being kind and polite. You know, it doesn't hurt you a, a bit to say thank you or please instead of would you get me that or what are you doing kind of thing. It's just that people need to just calm down and just be really polite and care about other people. Do you have an etiquette course that we can take or, or if not, are you thinking of developing one? Maybe an online course of sorts would be good. I don't do the online one, but I do have a course and I have different subjects for corporations and for uh, I have a dining etiquette class that is a five course class that we start at the very beginning on how to shake hands when you enter the room and the eye contact and then which fork do you use, where do you put your napkin and when you put it in what you do with it when you get up from the table. So that's about a four hour class and it can be done at a restaurant. A lot of the colleges use their dining rooms for that and the attire is semi-professional so that I've found that if you dress informally, very informally, then you become very informal. If you're dressed up, you become more formal. And I think that's important. That's one of the things that I think society needs to learn today is take it a couple notches up from the sweatpants. You know, I tell my students who are in college and they're getting ready to uh, graduate, what do I need to do? You know what? And I say, first of all, if you're going to wear sweatpants every day and then you expect your professor to write a, a letter of recommendation, what else can he say except that you show up for class? <laughs> and, you know, you have to look the part to get the part. You have, uh, different, yeah. you have different thinking. That's different thinking, like because yes. we get comfortable in where we are. And we're like, well, this is the way that life is going now. But you bring up a really good point that not only the perception, but the response from other other people. You have a couple of, um, I, I guess I'd call the mottos that my husband and I were really responding to that you were sharing with us uh, pre-show. Can you share those with our audience, please, Diane? Yes. One of my, my really important mottos is... Um, if you're going to do it, do it right or don't do it at all. And I learned that from my parents. There wasn't a lot of time to redo things, so you needed to do it right the first time. And the other one is in today's world, you not only have to show up, but you have to get up. You have to get up and get going and follow the path, whatever falls in front of you. And if it's not the right one, then be, um, be careful and try another one. It doesn't hurt. Those are some of my models. I love that. So when that you started designing hats out of, well, the inspiration was a little girl's tea party. Can you take us there? And then uh, please note, ladies and gentlemen, these are all original designs. They're all made by hand. She has taken, I, this is precious time with Diane right now because it's Derby Hat Week and her orders are flowing in. I went to your website the other day and sell out, sell out. So everything is selling out. People love uh, this, but when you started, what was the inspiration? Yes, the little girl's tea party, but how did that begin your 15 years well, of making these extraordinary hats? Yes. Um, my mother and my grandmother taught me how to sew when I was about eight years old. I had that little crank sewing machine. So I knew a little bit about fabrics and that kind of thing. And I made my little girls these, what I call Victorian hats, the ones with all the tool that 
come down the back of your neck. And so my sister, older sister one day said, I need a red hat. And I said, what do you need a red hat for? That's when the Red Hat Society started. So I made her a hat, then her friends wanted some, then the local boutique shops. And it just, it just blossomed. I was following those uh, red hat conventions all over the place. And it was so much fun. And you met a lot of really nice people. So um, then I roomed with a lady from the Ozarks and she was going to open a shop, Glitz and Glamour. And she said, I want to carry all the red hat colors, but then I want black and I want uh, aqua and I want green. And when you add a color, you add so many things, not only the horsehair and different shades, but you add on placemats, flowers, uh, trims, it just overtakes your life. But can, we ask, a, can we ask a favor? Do you have some elements from the hats that you're willing to show us? Like whether they're put together or not, what do you have in front of you there? And are you, are you in an office? Is this your yeah, office? This is my office. Yes. Now, well, this is how, this is how I start with a um, fascinator on a headband, this little piece. Okay. So I put that on here. And I sew it on there. And then I take my horse hair <clears throat> and I start designing, you know, pulling things. And as I pull them, then I, I sew it on here, you know. And then I might have a really pretty bright yellow flower that I want to add. And I will add that. If it gets too heavy, you know, then what I'll do is I'll sew a comb in there too on this band so that when you put it on, you scooch it in your hair and then it stays there. So I just kind of keep doing this until I think it's right. If I make a mistake, sometimes a mistake makes it better because I have to cover up the mistake like the run in that in that um, horse hair. And sometimes I look at it and I say, mm, it's not ready yet. So I have to look at it or put it away for a minute or two. And then I'll see something that I'm looking through all my flowers or feathers and I say, aha, I think it needs a feather here or there. So that is, that's what I do. Now, this one, I want to show you this one. Well, here's the one with that red flower. This is a halo headband. And Princess Kate made these popular. It's a little bit thicker and it's softer. And it's more comfortable uh, for some people. And it, it holds more weight. Now, this one is another placemat. But look at all the feathers there. Ooh. A beautiful flower in the center, and then it's got a, a feather. I would wear now, that one. Behind me here, whoops, behind me here is this, um, this is one of my, I can't, uh, yeah, we're following you. This is one of the hats that was in the Kentucky Derby Hat Museum for a year. I have two that have been in the museum. They now have clothes that they don't do it anymore, which is too bad. This is an elliptical fascinator. <laughs> that's really cute you know so uh and i just like to try different things i'm i made a fascinator out of a hanging lampshade which turned out pretty good <laughs> I saw it in the just like, she's like let's see what's around here this is a treasure hunt let's see what i can use and he said how do you pair it together with the personality and the event like the derby for example or the galas or let's start here if you will diane lady gaga you designed yes. a hat for the fragrance that she launched yes Several. and the fascinators and that was interesting because the her marketing company called me from new york and said you know we were 
work for our Lady Gaga. She has this famed perfume, which we're going to be rolling out. And she would like to know if you'd make some fascinators or hats to go with this black and gold. And I said, oh, well, thank you very much for calling me. But if you are interested in something in raw meat or lettuce, you've got the wrong person. <laughs> that was when she was in that phase of raw meat dress and lettuce. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. So it was a wonderful oh my gosh event you know we had we had a great time but my most important thing when i design something is to make it special for that person i don't care what they do i like to find out a little bit more about their personality whether they're outgoing whether they're shy if they go to the uh, derby the first year they'll say oh i want something really wild <laughs> or I'll say, they'll say, well, I don't know. I don't know how wild I want to go. So I'll show them some things that I have. I'll get to know them a little bit better. And then I can help determine how big or how extravagant they're going to be able to um, pull it off, per mm -hmm. se. Because you wear it all day. And there are three races now. There's Thurby on Thursday. There's the Friday Night Oaks race, which uh, most ladies wear a little bit of pink because it's commemorative of all the breast cancer survivors. And then anything goes for the Derby, which is really the um, running of the roses. So red is popular, red and black, but you see everything there. That's the that fun. So exciting. Uh, have you have you been? You've been to the no. Derby? No, You've been only in no. the museum. She's been featured yes. in the museum. And then this hat for Lady Gaga, and I wish we had a picture, but it is on your website as yes, well. Go to Hats by Diane. Diane is spelled D-I-A-N-N-E, hatsbydiane.com. Go there. And this is a great reason to send you there to go see the hat for Lady Gaga, to see all the awards. You're an award-winning hat designer. And I, I love that you do this just from a passion and you have a almost a, a, an intuitive sense as to what should go here or there. But you said something that's really remarkable. As you're making it, you may find something that just belongs or you'll try it and it just works. That goes to your motto of try something. If it's not working, try something else. Be open to those opportunities and give it your all. You certainly give your all to these uh, designs and people comment all the time on your Facebook page, how much they love you. They're grateful. They post pictures. There was a picture of a woman, a young woman in a, a pink hat. You're standing next to her in a chair and you're at some a gala. Um, you're at uh, ladies gatherings. You're in fashion shows. You're featured in Von Mar. Peter, you can pop up whatever you want. Um, it, you are featured in uh, so many different arenas that must feel wonderful, but I want to let you know personally, we want to honor you with how that makes us feel, that our hat designer is inspiring. You make us look beautiful and you're giving us the tools to be the best we can with the etiquette, with the dressing tools. This piece right here of the ballerina, you made the hat for the ballerina. Yes, the with yes. ballet was so, so sweet and touching. So I just want you to feel honored and, and loved as so many of us just love you to pieces. Well, thank you. And I'm just humbled that you, I was quite a surprise when you called and asked, asked me to do this. And I'm very honored that you would ask me. Um, and my ladies, you know, I, I am honest with them. How many times have you gone to the store to buy a dress and everything you put on, they say, oh, that looks wonderful. And it doesn't. You get it home and you say, why did I buy that? So I'm very honest with my 
customers. I tell them what I think looks good and what doesn't, you know, because it's all about them and it's all about them feeling good about themselves. And if they put on something and look at it and say, oh gosh, why did I buy this? Then I have failed. So I really try hard to, to make them, their eyes just light up when they see it, when they know it's theirs or they try it on and they say, this is it. It's almost like the dress. This is it. Is it becoming more commonplace to wear hats to the galas and awards and so forth? We're seeing more. Yes, I'm busy all year round. I think a lot of organizations have uh, galas where they ask that people, you know, dress up a little bit. And fascinators are really popular. There are teas there, even though there aren't a lot of people from here going to the Derby. There are so many parties that are Derby parties and they all want to have a special hat or fascinator. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, to connect with Diane, it's yes, hatsbydiane.com. You're also on social media, Instagram, as well as uh, Facebook. Peter, do we have pictures of the different hat displays and whatever you put up there? We just want people to see. And Diane, do you have anything else live that you want to show us? I know you kind of mentioned that maybe you would take that hat off, put something else on. I have a funny curiosity. Oh my gosh. It's a... <laughs> so she's handling my curiosity was when you take the hat off what's your hair look like your hair looks fine oh <laughs> this is a paper mache uh bumblebee and i found these and i can't remember where but they were three sizes and i said to myself self i think you need to get those because you might use them sometime so oh, you I guys listen to the podcast. You are so missing seeing. We're just going to do a video is, podcast. Ooh, what's that? These are uh, feathers that have been stripped. They're stripped coke feathers, big ones. And there's a little horse hair around here. And it's just quite a conversation piece, too. When you go somewhere, you just don't want to get too close to someone or you might poke them in the eye. Um, you are just lovely in these hats. Now, the one oh, behind yeah. me here, this is oh, paper yeah. mache. Screen, Peter. We were just showing you. I'm going off camera because, oh, my gosh, look at all those gorgeous hats. You see the one behind me? That is made out of crepe paper, a heavy crepe paper, and it's a fascinator. And I'll just try to get that down. Ooh, look at your jacket. You're just something special. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh, anyway. it's so wild. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and you can bend it. You know, you can, I paint these sometimes uh, partway so that it adds uh, another dimension to it and touches it up with the, the hat that I'm trying to, um, to create. I have, just a second. You know, I do these little ones too. This, I had this polka dot dress. Every time I go somewhere, I have to have a hat that goes with my outfit, right? So I had this polka dot dress. So I went through all of my fabric. And believe me, I have tons of fabric. But yeah, I used to make um, masks during the COVID. First, I made masks for the local hospitals and nurses. And then eventually, I made fancy masks to go with all my fascinators. So, oh, that is so wonderful. Do you? Uh, I, sometimes I make something and I say, uh-oh, I think I have to keep this. And my husband says, you know, Diane, you can't keep them all. You have to sell some of these. But I do have some favorites sometimes that I have to keep for myself. 
We have a picture of your husband. That's what I was trying to tell you, Peter. My husband is sitting here absolutely smiling and saying, wow. The reaction is always like, it's spectacular. It's so wow. I mean, how, ladies, how would we like to step out in one of Diane's hats having that reaction, right? Whether it's a special event or just because you want to feel special. They're, they're beautiful on display. We love having them as, uh, as displays. Your uh, fabric library or collection must be extraordinary. I can only imagine, I don't know how you're housing all of it, but every hat you showed us, people are responding so positively to. I just absolutely love it. It's wonderful. And here's another placement. This, I like animal print. Animal print is always popular. So this is my animal print fascinator. Oh, dig that. <gasps> that shape. Can you believe this work, Peter? It's amazing. Oh, yes. I, yes. I could spend all day with you. I know. Here's another one. This is a pink. This is a pink um, placemat. Very light pink and the, these beautiful hydrangeas. That's a favorite too. Do you try on hats to see what would work best for the person that's buying? Or I guess my question really is, how do I decide which is best for me? Is it based on my face shape or is it just go all out and just whatever you want to wear? Is there well, a... There is. I, I look at your hair, the head size, um, your, how tall you are, your body structure, your face structure, because... I have so many women say, I just can't wear a hat. I just can't wear that. But it may not be the right shape hat. For instance, if you're short like I am, you don't want to wear a hat that comes way down here. You want that to go up. When it lifts you up, see how this goes up? And that makes that. me look taller. And anytime you look taller, you look thinner. Hooray, hooray for me. I'll take that. <laughs> Make me a very tall hat. <laughs> so, um, and sometimes short people can't handle a big brimmed hat. You know, you have to kind of tone it down. So uh, I've seen people walking around and they have to hold on to it because it's too heavy or it's too big for them. And that's not fun and you're not comfortable. So. Right. right. Well, the and the history of hats is long and spans far and, and wide. I love that you are now keeping us present with honoring such a, a ladylike and beautiful and personality filled piece and accessory that really can um, walk in the room before we do, so to speak. Because when I see your hats, I mean, I watch you and follow you on Facebook. And the first thing I see is your, your hat. And of course, your smile and your handsome husband and everyone yes. that goes with that. But the hat, it's, mm -hmm. it speaks volumes. Well, thank you. And my husband is very supportive of everything that I do. There are times when I've made something I need four hands and he he will hold it for me so that I can sew underneath here and there and not crush some feathers or something. And he's just always there for me. So. Please give him a hug from us and a thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to hear what you're thinking. How many of you are going to go to the website to shop? I've already been there multiple times. What's coming in the future from Diane? And, and we're all very interested in following you with the uh, the information about etiquette and your beautiful hats. Any uh, parting words for the day? Because I know you have to go back to preparing. This is probably one of your busiest weeks uh, with yes. the Derby. Days away. It is. 
Well, the, I also have a vintage collection of hats. So I do presentations on the history and evolution of hats, which is very, very interesting. And that also is another learning aspect for me of how things were done. You know, my oldest is a bonnet hand crocheted from 1510. And it goes up from there, 1800s, uh, all the Victorian type hats. You know, Queen Victoria had a hat for everything, a dust cap, a boudoir cap, a day a day hat, a night hat, an afternoon hat. So what was fun. the significance back then? And I love that you mentioned Queen Victoria. I have a love for Victorian uh, era in art and fashion. What was the purpose of the hat for well, women? Originally, you know, the purpose was for coverage, you know, the people that were out in the elements all the time would make fur caps and things to protect them. Then it was a symbol of your status. Um, certain people could wear a certain kind of hat or a certain kind of button top, but it's, it's basically... Um, and the Victorians, you know, the, their husbands, I don't think they ever saw their hair because they had a nightcap. They got up in the morning and they immediately switched it to a boudoir cap. And then they had the uh, daytime hats and cleaning hats, uh, morning hats. I mean, the riding hats. They had so many hats that they changed every day. And so I don't know if their husbands ever saw their hair or not. <laughs> That's but it was very fun. interesting. The um, the history of, of wearing hats for men obviously has changed so very, very much. We are hoping that some of these um, more sort of old-fashioned etiquette pieces come forward with us. How impactful have these galas been and societies and the derby on just the hat wearing? Has it spilled into the, uh, the man's world yet? Are we seeing some of the men wear these gentlemanly hats that I absolutely adore? Yes. And, you know, most of the wives, when they go to the derby, they coordinate their husband's bow tie, their jackets. Sometimes they wear a cummerbund. It's all color coordinated. And they wear hats, too, with the color stripe on the top or maybe some feathers that go with what they're doing. So they make quite the smashing couple. When there you, you go, gentlemen. That. Step it yes. up, right? Definitely step it up. <laughs> Diane Isbell, thank you for just gracing us with your beautiful presence today. And it's been a delight and wishing you much success and extra time for all you yes. need to do this week. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as we have. Oh, I have. And have a wonderful day, everyone. Will do. You'll go off camera now, but don't leave us. Peter and I want to give you a personal thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'm just like, wow, it's just also fabulous. To find out who's next in the season under the spotlight, uh, go to carmelasterling.com and join our VIP audience. I will tell you this next few weeks is filled with interest and intrigue. And the season continues. Thank you for your generous support. To everyone watching, uh, interested in the perks, if you put comment happy in the comments, the word happy in the comments will put you in for a drawing each week. We give away a tub of perks to keep your energy level uh, high and your mood happy. And I think one of those hats would literally just top it off. Thank you, Diane Isabel. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time here under the spotlight.